Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Your LA Galaxy are getting set for another Cali Classico as they'll head to the Bay Area and the Via Stadium to take on the informed San Jose Earthquakes. But what makes this particular rivalry so special and what ramifications does this have for two playoff-bound teams? We're joined by Michael Duarte, the sports editor for the Latin Times, to discuss the LA Galaxy and San Jose Earthquakes. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com and the fun starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fun, exciting, interesting episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman, as Mr. Michael Araujo just told you. Joining me, as always, is LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano, and today, joining us as a guest, a man who's been on before, a good friend of mine. Please welcome to the show... Mr. Michael Duarte as well. Michael, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah, it's always good. And uh, Adam, I, I, I guess I should say hi to you as well. I don't want to be rude. I apologize. How's it going, guys? <laughs> we're, we're, we're hanging in there. Getting ready for this LA Galaxy versus San Jose big game, rivalry game. This one's easy to do. Um, as far as, yes, this is a real rivalry, but I sort of wanted to talk about this game like we always do around sort of the last meeting of San Jose versus L.A. I wanted to talk a little bit about what makes this game different from every other game and why this rivalry matters so much to L.A. Galaxy fans and all the sort of different factors that come into it so that way we can sort of hype this game up as much as we hype up, you know, perhaps a game that doesn't have as much history behind it. In fact, doesn't have as much history behind it, like the New York City and the, uh, the LA, Ga- LA Galaxy in New York City game that we just saw. So um, I guess my first question, Michael, to you is what does really make this game different from New York City? Why should we be just as excited about this San Jose game as we were about the New York City game? Well, first and foremost, this is arguably the best rivalry in all of the MLS. Uh, And it has been for over a decade. Uh, You're talking about seven MLS Cups between these two teams. Uh, You're talking about some of the best coaches in MLS history, some of the best players in MLS history, and you're talking about players like Landon Donovan Mm -hmm. uh, and Alan Gordon who have played for both both sides of this rivalry. But I think what makes this particularly special um, 
in addition to the success, because at the end of the day, rivalries are built on success and winning, and both of these two teams have won and have won against each other. And without that, you don't really have a rivalry. As much as uh, MLS and ESPN and some of these networks were really trying to pump up that NYFC-LA match and rivalry uh, over the weekend, uh, it didn't live up to the billing, and you got to have teams who are competitive and winning in order to, to build a rivalry. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that is, and you look back at the history, Adam, and some of the stuff we've seen. I mean, whenever you look at L.A. versus San Jose, what, what first comes to your mind, Adam? Well, I mean, I started my career covering the San Jose Earthquakes when I was uh, up at Cal. And so it's always got a special place uh, in my heart because it's, you know, you love the L.A. versus the Bay Area rivalries. We love our Dodgers versus Giants. Uh, rivalry here in LA and up in San Francisco as well. And I think that that follows. You always want an LA and San Francisco opponent. And I think that when you didn't have the earthquakes around and they, and they ceased to become a thing, you know, that the Galaxy fans were lacking that natural rival. And that was a, it was a difficult time. So, I mean, these two teams have played uh, some of the most memorable games in MLS history. It's always a heated rivalry. I've heard some people in the press box say, it's as heated as rivalries in England. You know, I don't want to talk about that, but it's definitely <laughs> a huge thing for us here in L.A. It's definitely a huge thing in San Jose. I mean, it, it's exciting. All right, Michael. So this isn't, I mean, we, we talked, yes, there are seven MLS Cups in this rivalry. Five of those are with the L.A. Galaxy. Um, San Jose hasn't been relevant as a MLS Cup winner in years. So can we really say this is between, you know, two great teams? And then if it's not between two great teams, what makes this particular rivalry sort of stay up near the top? Well, to, to piggyback on what Adam said as far as why this rivalry is at the top is because uh, at the end of the day, underlining everything, this is NorCal SoCal. And whether you're a soccer fan or not, whether you're an MLS fan or not, anybody in California can get behind NorCal SoCal. And there really is no larger state in, in the United States that, that kind of has that inner divide like the NorCal SoCal rivalry within a state is. Um, and so... You know, if you are a fan of soccer, at least, and you know the the Madrid Clasicos uh, in La Liga, and you're aware of of the London Clasicos and and these other big cities, you can definitely kind of get behind the California Clasico. Now, to to go off of what the last thing you said or the first thing you said, Josh, about you know, is it is it a competitive rivalry, uh, one that that you can argue is has been dominated, especially in recent history, by the LA Galaxy, um, even if we were winning cups in like 2012 and 2013. You have two great games in 2012 and 2013, especially my most memorable game in 2013 when the Quakes scored two goals in stoppage time and come back to win that game. Right. So it's always still competitive regardless of where they are in the standings. Last year is the best example of that. I would say the rivalry uh, kind of took a little bit of a step back because the Quakes were really bad and at the bottom of the table last year. But when we went up there, they still beat us. Right. Right. No, and you've got to bring up a good point. I like your favorite, you know, your favorite sort of LASJ moment. Adam, do you have a favorite LASJ moment? I mean, there's a lot of them, and I guess that sort of helps build this rivalry. But what, what are some that stick out in your mind? Well, I mean, I think I have to be punished, honestly, because I remember asking a question as a young AP reporter to uh, Stephen Linhart after the Galaxy were defeated by San Jose at StubHub Center, and it elicited 
that horrible Goonies response, which I have always <laughs> felt, uh, you know, always felt the blame and responsibility for that. Right. So, I mean, that's it's, it's a horrible thing that I brought upon the world and MLS society. So. And ru- they ruined a perfectly I, good movie, Adam. They ruined a perfectly good who movie. Who cares? I don't care about the movie. I wasn't born yet. But anyway. I love the Goonies never say die fanfare in San Jose. So thank you, Adam, for, for those signs and, and fans. Go but ahead. my yes. favorite, favorite memory is in the playoffs in 2012 when the Galaxy were behind and they come up and destroy the Goonies and their season and their supporter shield dreams in such, you know, defiant and, you know, immense fashion. You know, it was a fantastic game there at Buckshaw. You had the Goonies scarves, you had the Goonies banners, all the, all of this Goonie paraphernalia, and, you know, everyone went home sad. Uh, and I think that was my favorite memory. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I was going to say another one that happened at Buckshaw, you know, known normally as as the worst uh, stadium ever in the history of Major League Soccer. Probably, at least at least in my mind, maybe maybe I'm biased, but uh, I, I was in uh, I was in the fan section whenever Mike McGee, of course, uh, became the LA mm-hmm. Galaxy's greatest goalkeeper. And uh, you know, Donovan Ricketts gets hurt, Josh Saunders gets a red card, and then of course Mike McGee comes in and for about sixty minutes uh, just stonewalls the uh, the San Jose Earthquakes and gets out of there with a draw. So I remember that. And Adam, you said that you feel somewhat responsible for the you know Goonies never say die sort of uh, sort of saying there. And of course, my claim to fame, uh, my only claim to fame, is that I came up with the Mike McGee facts hashtag after that. Uh, that particular game, so I, I, I blame you for that every day. You blame me for that every day. I know, and and that is that is how it works, and, and and that it is. But nonetheless, I mean, there's lots of moments here. And Adam, you know, the the playoff thing was awesome, and and God, Michael, you can't discount the fact that San Jose is down to ten men and scores two goals in stoppage time. And then you look mm-hmm. at you look at all the players, guys, that have been back and forth between that. Is is that another part of this, Michael? The fact that you have so many players that and and sort of so many. I don't want to say big-name players, but I think a lot of bigger-name players that have gone between these two clubs. Right. Uh, you have, you know, arguably the greatest player in United States history in Landon Donovan, who won cups with both of those clubs. Um, I think he has something like 140 or 144 goals, something like that, all-time between both clubs. That's amazing. Uh, and I, I had referenced earlier that uh, in most recent memory in history of Alan Gordon, who has played for both clubs, um, and and as, as both of you can attest to this, he's a great interview to talk to right. about the Cali Classico. Uh, the last time we talked to him about it, before uh, the most recent game, the Galaxy won 5-2, he was talking about how his sons still are like San Jose fans. Like they still wear San Jose gear and Quakes jerseys, yet you know when they play that rivalry, fans just tear apart uh, uh, Alan Gordon and are yelling at him and right. calling him traitor and, and all of these things. And he, he understands the rivalry, so he's behind it, but his sons are in tears because they're yelling at their father, and yet they're still San Jose supporters. Right. Right. No, you, you have that. You know, you talked about Lana Donovan, Adam Todd Donovan, uh, Joe Cannon, Brian Ching. I mean, some of these guys, mm-hmm. Some, mm-hmm. The, both teams, Adam, both teams. You're talking about, you know, some really great players, you know, Donovan especially, you know, winning five MLS Cups, which is second to only only Landon's mark. Um, you know, and Alan Gordon really is that big transformational person that Michael mentioned. You know, he was hated by Galaxy fans for 
frankly, trying to destroy the Galaxy every time he came onto the field for San Jose. I've had that conversation with him. I just asked him one day, you know, what was your motivation every time you came on with San Jose? You were such a hated figure. And he's like, they were winning cups. I was going to make sure that they weren't going to beat us. That was the big thing. I wanted to go on every single game and beat the Galaxy. And, you know, you have to appreciate a guy like that. And Gordon's brought that over here and become a fan favorite. So you've had all sorts of transitions. You know, San Jose really hasn't had that guy switch over to them yet. And I don't know if we're ever going to see that. You know, I don't, I don't think that, a, you know, say an old Galaxy player like a Sean Franklin is going to sign there. You know, Brian Jordan did go there for a little bit, uh, if you count. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. They got that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, you know, yeah, they have Joe Cannon and some other guys. You know, can I can I ask something or bring something up? You, you there, can. Josh? You can. Go ahead. It, rather than, like, looking at guys who played for both teams, which is something to look at, what I've always been fascinated about is guys who grew up, and this is in any sport, I should say, guys who grew up in, like, Southern California but then have to go play in Northern California – or guys that grew up in Northern California and had to play in Southern California. You have guys like Chris Wondolowski, uh, J.J. Koval, Stephen Lenhart, who all grew up here in Southern California and probably arguably grew up L.A. Galaxy fans mm-hmm. um, you know, in their teenager and late years and are now playing on the other side of the rivalry. You had a guy like uh, Sebastian Legette, who grew up in Northern California mm-hmm. you know, and kind of with the San Jose Quakes and when he was a, a young kid. The Quakes were winning cups with Donovan, and now he's on the other side of the rivalry. And I'm wondering if, like, those guys get any grief in the locker room because of where they grew up and were born and raised and maybe who they supported as, as kids. Um, I know covering the Dodgers, there's a couple guys who grew up Dodgers fans who go play for the Giants, and when their families show up to the game, they're wearing still all Dodgers gear and stuff. They refuse to trade over, and so they get grief as family members of those players. Right. So I'm curious on how that aspect and angle works. No, I, I certainly think that there's some of that. I mean, I, I, I don't remember if you mentioned Sebastian Legette, but grew up in the Bay Area and now is, uh, now is down, in, down in L.A., so you have all that. Like, all the different things there. There's a lot of stuff. I want to get to a couple more things before we run out of time here. Um, uh, Adam, question to you. Do you think Steven Gerrard, who played in the 5-2 win over San Jose, and Giovanni Dos Santos understand this rivalry? You know, I think that they still have to understand. They have to get their taste of it. You know, Gerrard said, you know, he, he thought that the rivalry had, had a good flavor to it. You know, he loves his food uh, fun. Uh, so he, he really you know, got a good taste of it. He got a good you know, first, first glance. Um, I think that you have to give players time to understand it. You know, they're not going to understand it like, you know, the, uh, the ACB or the riot squad or the Galaxians do right away. It's, it takes time for players to learn and to respect the rivalry. But if you look at a guy like a Marcelo Sarvas who came in here and learned and took the time to develop those, well, frankly, hatreds, uh, in San Jose, and really foster them. I think that guys like Giovanni, guys like Gerard, you know, Lizette as well, are going to really start to understand what this really means. And they know that every time they play San Jose, they're going to get a game. Giovanni Dos Santos is going to get that briefing from teammates, coaches, to know, hey, this team is going to come out and get you for 90 minutes. You are going to be the number one target. This is why they're our rivals. This is why we have to beat them. You know, I always think back to Nugo. I did with Janino, and he said, we can't lose to San Jose. It's just that simple. It's impossible for us to lose to San Jose. We can't let our supporters down. 
And I think that mindset trickles down through the entire locker room. Michael, you have a, a team in San Jose just below the red line of the playoffs, currently in seventh place in the Western Conference. You have the LA Galaxy currently in first place in the Western Conference. Uh, is it safe to say San Jose wants this game more and, and will be more of a threat, or do you think the LA Galaxy will be able to rise and, and match it after all the hype of last week? Um, yeah, I'll answer that, and I want to touch upon you know the question you asked Adam as well. Uh, first and foremost, San Jose, in my opinion, are going to be a little bit more desperate coming into this game, sitting there like tied with Seattle as far as points are concerned in the table in that 6-7 spot, fighting for the last playoff spot here down the last couple months. So it is a very desperation game for them. But I don't think that you can say the L.A. Galaxy don't want it as much as them. I just don't think they're going to be as desperate. Absolutely, they want it. Uh, They're right now sitting atop uh, the supporter shield standings, and they want home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They want to continue to piggyback off of this momentum they've come into with you know, the new starting 11 that appears to be the team we're going to get a chance to see in the playoffs. Uh, and, and both teams are coming in hot. Uh, the Galaxy, you know, finally win two games back-to-back on the road. They come right. home and win. They're, they're, they're on fire right now. But don't discount San Jose, who just won three incredible games on the road, including beating D.C. United and Kansas City 5 nothing in Kansas City. That, that to me, is really remarkable. Um, I don't even know if the Galaxy could go out and do that right now if they had a, a three-game road trip in nine days like that. That was, that was pretty stunning to me. So I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, on Friday because you have two teams who both want these three points. Right. You have two teams who want it just as bad just because it is the rivalry and the Cali Classico itself. Uh, but you have two teams, you know, one fighting for home field throughout the playoffs, one fighting just to get into playoffs, and both of them are coming in hot. You have uh, the Quakes who are now got Wando back, and they just seem to be a completely different team with Wondolowski on the pitch. Their defense is shored up after you know a rough month in July. And then you have the Galaxy playing their new starting 11. Uh, and that, that front six, in my opinion, can, can't be stopped by any defense in this league when they're, when they're working in conjunction and working in rhythm and with a good pace. And the passing is there, as you saw on Sunday. Yeah, it's, So it's, that's what I want to see. I'm really, really excited to see it. And now to touch upon what you just asked, Adam, I'm really excited to see Giovanni Dos Santos get introduced to this rivalry. Um, with, with Gerard... With Gerard and both Dos Santos, those guys are experienced players who have played in Europe. They've played uh, in big, big rivalries in their time. So they understand rivalries. Uh, Gio understands, you know, being with FC Barcelona and being with Tottenham. He understands rivalries. He understands what they mean for the supporters, what they mean for the team. Gerard's the same. But what I argue is it's really for those players, you don't experience the rival or feel it until you go into that hostile territory, until you first step into, you know, the lion's den of the opposing team until they get to see all the Goonies never die signs and the Goonies scarves and all the Goonies uh, references and then all how crazy those supporters are going to get at Ayala stadium. I think when we talk to them, when they get back this weekend, they're going to have a completely different perspective on this rivalry after playing there in San Jose in that environment now. It, it should be fun. Again, the game is on Friday, August 28th, 8 p.m. This game is the Unamas game, so get out your SAP buttons. That'll be fun. Uh, Michael, as always, thank you for uh, for coming on. I should tell people they can get you on Twitter, at Michael J. Duarte, uh, sports editor for Latin Times and the writer for NBC LA. Anything else you want to say before you get on out of here? 
No, yeah, I mean, I'm covering the Galaxy uh, for this entire season and beyond now for NBCLA, so go to NBCLosAngeles.com and you can read all about what's going on with the Galaxy and a lot of our other Southern California sports here. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, that's Michael J. Duarte from the Latin Times. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. going to come back with LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano, just touch a little bit more on this, wrap everything up in a nice bow, send it on out to you guys, all right? Uh, that's it for right now. We'll be right back. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano with you, as always. Want to shout out to Back Pocket Memory, the wonderful providers of this music right here. They have a show on August 31st. It's a Monday night, North Hollywood at the Federal. About 8 p.m. is what time all that starts. You want to get there, so go check it out. Check these guys out. See how they're uh, see how they're doing. Some new music on the way, and hopefully we'll have them back in the studio soon, so we can talk to them about their new music more. So, all right, Adam, enough uh, enough music talk now. Again, the LA Galaxy will face off against the San Jose Earthquakes on Friday. August 28th, like I said before, the game is on Unamas, 9.80 a.m. on the radio, and, of course, 13.30 a.m. in Espanol. So that's what you want to look at there. Um, this is it, It's quite a turn, Adam, from, from one weekend to the next with a perceived possible rival in New York City eventually emerging itself and, and a big team with spending lots of money coming from, uh, from the East Coast, coming over to uh, the West Coast, and now you have the NorCal versus SoCal, the real rivalry, but two teams that are, their makeup is really completely different. Yeah, you know, it's, this is the real rivalry. You know, this isn't about hype. This is about two teams that don't like each other, you know, that old adage, they, they really don't like each other, and they both feel that it's unacceptable to lose to one another, especially when they are at home. So it's certainly a game that's going to feature a lot of hard tackles, a lot of, you know, very questionable decisions by both teams, perhaps. And, you know, those are always fun games. So it's certainly something that can't be missed. Yeah, the LA Galaxy are winners of five of their last six. Uh, if you go back to the last six for San Jose, winners of their last three in a row. And uh, some of those games were on the road. In fact, I believe all three of those games were on the road. So they're uh, tearing it up. Maybe their form will, will slack a little bit at home. But it's uh, certainly fun and a great stadium. I will give them their due where it's at. Uh, Avaya Stadium, great stadium to see a game at. So if you are traveling up there, please, please be careful. Uh, travel up, be safe, uh, and enjoy this game. But, uh, you know, it really should be fun. Uh, a, a fun game for the LA Galaxy, and quite honestly, the form that they're in right now, Adam, if they continue this form, uh, the LA Galaxy, you would imagine that a team like San Jose really can't get in their way. 
Yeah, it's certainly a game I'm really interested to see how they do because, you know, I always knew they were going to perform under the big lights, under the SPN against NYCFC. Uh, but now they're going on the road again, and they have a chance to get their third straight road victory. And that is a huge, huge accomplishment if they can do it. That shows that all those road woes that we spent a whole year talking about have officially been put to rest, that this team can get results away from StubHub Center. And, you know, that's what their whole playoff destiny is eventually going to be defined upon. So if they can get a difficult win at a bias stadium against a team that's in form and a team that's doing very, very well right now, I mean, how can you not say that this Galaxy team are the forerunners to win not only MLS Cup, but also a team that's going to be up there for the supporters' shield as we wind down this regular season. Yeah, and as you look at points per game, Adam, it's starting to uh, thin out a little bit with Sporting Kansas City, who had all those games in hand, have obviously dropped some points and, and now have fallen back behind the LA Galaxy in points per game. That's sort of been our predictor as we watch it. It is interesting to note that the San Jose Earthquake should technically be above the Seattle Sounders um, whenever it comes to the playoff as far as points per game goes as well. So, um, you know, it should be a good game. And obviously later on this week, we will be able to uh, break down this game and give you all the information. In fact, we'll be recording tomorrow night if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning tonight. Um, basically, so that way we can we can continue this right into a Friday night kickoff for the LA Galaxy. Again, Friday. 8 p.m. on Unamas. Don't miss it. Uh, LA Galaxy hosting some watch parties. I believe one of the official ones is in Orange, so down in Orange County. Um, in the city of Orange, you can find an official watch party there, but I know that Angel City Brigade oh. and LA Riot Squad and everybody else will also uh, have some some watch parties, so you can do that. Adam, anything else you want to say before we uh, go ahead and get on out of here? Yeah, you go to that watch party in Orange in El Torito. I know there's going to be a player appearance, Star Squad, mm-hmm. and $5 margaritas at the El Torito. So, I mean... $5 margaritas. There's no reason not to go now. I mean, quite honestly, that's that's the perfect reason. If I wasn't at a bias stadium and I didn't have an aversion to going to Orange County, I would definitely you, you would definitely go there for sure. All right. Uh, if you're looking for LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano on Twitter, you can find him at LA Galaxy Insider. And if you didn't know that, you're, you're not the smartest bulb on the string there, are you? Or the brightest bulb on the string? Eh, it's one of those. Uh, if you're looking for Adam's writing, remember he follows the team 365 uh, 24-7. Go to lagalaxy.com forward slash insider for all of his writing there. I encourage you to go to our website, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Follow us on Periscope. So that way you can enjoy all this stuff very live. Uh, remember, another big show coming up almost immediately following this one as far as we're talking the LA Galaxy game against... San Jose will be able to break down that game in terms that we normally do in the longer show. Also looking at having a guest appearance from player on that show as well, so you're going to want to check that out. Alright, follow us on Periscope, Galaxy Podcast, Instagram, Galaxy Podcast. You guys know where to find me. Alright? LA Galaxy versus San Jose Earthquakes Cali Classico, Friday 8pm, Unamas. Make sure you watch it, make sure you're there for the watch parties. Alright, for LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy.
And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backfield.com. Backfield.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Goodbye.